Our next guest is Damon John, founder, president, and CEO of FUBU, investor on Shark Tank, founder of the Shark Group. Welcome back to Office Hours. Super excited here. It doesn't get any better than this, guys, to have one of the greatest entrepreneurs in history, one of the greatest entrepreneurs alive, one of the greatest entrepreneurs who I know and love, the incredible Damon John, president, founder of FUBU, CEO of FUBU. He is also an investor in the world's biggest entrepreneurial show, the most popular show, Shark Tank, and has created the Shark Group. This man has seen more deals than probably most people have read books. Uh, incredible. Welcome to Office Hours, Damon John. Welcome. I mean, you said my name. I was looking around for the greatest entrepreneur of all times and alive. I was like, wait, who? <laughs> I just lost six friends, but it was worth it. Even though you're wearing a Yankee hat, I love it. it you know, the reason I wanted to build that up because there is a great education. And I know Napoleon Hill kind of started by talking to people and learning from them what their secret sauce is. One of the things I love about uh, the position you're in, and I'm blessed to be in a similar one, is to see so many deals. Because I believe it's a way to be a Napoleon Hill, that we're taking so many lessons in and we're learning about human nature and we're learning about math. You know, for you, you've seen at least as many deals as anyone on earth. You know, what are some of the things that you've learned about seeing so many deals that, you know, you were completely oblivious to when you first started your career? Uh, we, yeah, I think you said it, I think you said it accurately, not only as, as we're looking at the deals, whether we're investing on, in them or not, but we're seeing commonalities in some and we're also learning where the world is going in others. Right. And what we may have done wrong earlier on. Um, the, the list is too long for me to go over the things that I um, that I have learned. But what I can say is when I got to a level of success um, and I got cocky and thought I knew it all, um, I started making mistakes that I shouldn't have made because I thought I needed, I thought I was okay. I didn't need to learn anymore. And it was that time of my life where I made the biggest mistakes. Um, but what I've learned really on deals is that number one, it's the numbers, it's the foundation of how things are set up, whether it's uh, their structure, their IPs, their contracts, all those things, because that can ruin a deal when you're, when you're, when you're a very profitable company, if you didn't set it up the right way, you leave yourself exposed. Also, uh, they know their customers. Uh, they, they're very good with their data on their customers. They know exactly who their customers are, what they're willing to pay, what they're not willing to pay, uh, where they find value, what's keeping them up at night. And those deals and those founders are obsessed with their customers. And then, uh, you know, the last thing is that they know their they know their numbers and they, you know, they know how to do business. Business is really, really very simple. Right? You either increase sales or you reduce costs. And they're constantly finding ways to to, to do that. So uh, those, those are the, found, the, the fundamentals, but a true founder, a true business, is keep, they keep growing because they keep over-delivering and keep educating themselves on their customer today and where the customer is going. I, I love this idea of, of lessons, and I think that there's always lessons in every loss. What did you learn early on in there that you have taken and that has served you in all of the things that you do now? Most founders that I see uh, and businesses, you know, the founders, excuse me, the founders are usually on their their fourth or fifth business. You know, the, the first time they were in business, they, they didn't have the right paperwork. The second time they had the right paperwork, but not the right distribution. Third time, 
paperwork distribution, but not the right funding. Um, and, and those are the things that I took away. But I also took away that you got to take affordable steps in, in, in business. You know, uh, those are the mistakes that people often make. They try to scale themselves too quickly, spread themselves too thin. And they think cash is what's going to really uh, help the business. Cash often highlights your weaknesses. You know, if you have a weak marketing campaign that's not converting, well, spending another $100,000 on that is not going to get you a different conversion. A true entrepreneur really takes inventory of what they have, cash on hand, time on hand, a great Rolodex. They make people laugh. Whatever it is, they know what they have. Uh, they, you, and that's all they try to risk. And when they risk just that, then they're able to recover from it or hopefully grow from it. Wow. You're one of the biggest businessmen and best businessmen I know. How do you decide what you put your name on? So like whether it's a conference or another business, how do you decide that? That's an excellent question because a lot of times you can run around and you can drown in opportunity. Um, and I've gotten to the point in my life where I just know what I like to be associated with and not. And then I generally look at the backbone or who is the who are the partners. Um, and it's a gut feeling. Like I said, about the times that I made those mistakes, too, it was because maybe somebody was like, oh, Damien, you got no money to invest in that. Or you're, you're, the, you're, you're the branding guy. You could, oh, you could do that in your sleep. <laughs> or this person looks right. Or this paperwork looks right. Look at all the money you'll make. And I got to tell you, out of 10 of those times, eight of them I would fail. And the two that if I even did make it, when I, out of eight of those times when I said I don't like it, for some reason my gut's telling me don't do it. Eight of those, eight of the 10 times I failed and the two times that I actually may have profited to some extent, it wasn't worth it. I was like, thank God I got out of that. But if I deal with founders and, and business and put my name on things, I got to really like the people on the other side of the table. Damon, I just want to start by, by saying thank you for a whole generation of people of color. Since 1992, you've just been an inspiration. Like with the branding of FUBU, I remember being like a fourth grader getting some FUBU jeans, and even the phrase, for us, by us, I walk around with pride, like, you know, black people made these jeans and I'm wearing them, right? And now we look, we look on TV and we see, you know, the top business show in, in America, and we see, you know, a person of color, a black male, you know, sitting next to so many other people. And as we all grow in our journey, we all come from different walks of life. And I know many times early in my career, there were these moments where people didn't think I belonged, or they would kind of try me. So I know in 2022, everybody knows Damon John, and it's clear that you belong. But as an inspiration to so many, you talk about a time where maybe folks didn't think you belonged and how you dealt with that. I think what the most powerful thing about that what you said is that often we're in rooms and we don't think we belong. If you if you made it, if, if you made it into that room, you belong. But um a lot, anybody coming up, they're all gonna feel many people feel like they're inferior for various reasons because me, it was because, you know, uh, maybe because I'm an African-American, maybe because I didn't have a college uh, degree, maybe because I, um, you know, I didn't come with money, maybe because I don't have a famous last name. Other people may feel because they're a woman, because they're immigrant, whatever the case is. Whenever I was in a room, I felt like I belonged and I didn't, I didn't look at it any other way. However, I wanted to make other people feel like they were special when I was in a room. Uh, so if I would pitch my idea or concept or who I am as a person, if they would somehow, you know, you know, push me away or ignore me, I would feel like maybe I didn't position myself the right way and add enough value or convey where I can add value to that person. Um, and maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe they fought with their significant other. And, uh, you know, if, if or maybe they don't have my same vision. And guess what? I just kissed another frog right after that and kissed another frog and knocked on another door. Nothing was going to stop me because I knew that I had value. I love when I finally get to know someone 
uh, that I've known from afar and who's assisted me from afar and inspired me to inspire others. And they end up being better than what you anticipated. In every interaction I have with Damon, he exceeds my expectations and the value that he delivers into so many as well. But my takeaway was early on, as an entrepreneur who has a lot of deal flow and you know, kind of following in the footsteps of this overexposed world we are in, he talked about learning about the future. And that really resonated with me as he's looking at deal flow. He's getting insight on a future that other individuals, it's a leg up on other individuals. We get to really feel where the momentum in our country is going, in the world, where technology is going, where solutions are going, to put all types of emotional, physical, spiritual, even religious types of implications that are moving forward that will help what I believe is why Damon John holds such value. Entrepreneurs will save the world. This is a true statement that I know. We just have to sustain our world long enough for the entrepreneurs to figure out how to fix it. And it's leaders like this that are going to fix the world because he inspires us with these great lessons from the dummy tax that he's paid and the humility to tell us about them. Thank you so much. The incredible Damon John. Everybody, let's give a round of applause. We're cheering for you here on Office Hours.